Over a Cuppa with Dilhan Fernando. Welcome to the Tea and Health edition of Over a Cuppa. Today my guest is Dr. Tissa Marakon. Many of you know Dr. Tissa from the Dilma School of Tea. Now this year is a little different because it's 2020 and we have a pandemic. So as we talk tea, naturally, it's going to be over a cuppa. Dr. Tissa, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you with us. And uh, allow me to invite you to take tea with me while we have a chat about the health benefits in tea. Now, Tissa, the pandemic has uh, created uh, chaos in our healthcare systems. And uh, I think for many people, this has changed their values, their perceptions uh, towards health. I think I was reading a blog today where someone was saying that uh, pre-pandemic, all he wanted to do was to have a good car, uh, a beautiful house and more materialistic things, whereas now it's health. So this has brought turmeric and moringa and all of these things into focus. But where does this leave tea and how does tea fit into this picture? If you look at uh, our immunity, our diet plays a role that is either to improve the immunity or certain other items can decrease the immunity. The items uh, which are well known for decreasing the immunity are the alcohol, then the high sugar uh, products, especially refined sugar, and also, although not a food item, the tobacco products and smoking. On the other hand, uh, there are certain things which improve our immunity. So when it comes to improving immunity, the plant products, that is mostly vegetables and fruits, can improve our immunity. So when it comes to immunity, certain items in our diet can improve the immunity, while certain other items can decrease the immunity. And the well-known things which are decrease the immunity are alcohol and then food items which are high in sugar, especially refined sugar. And also, although not a food item, tobacco products and smoking can decrease our immunity. And on the other hand, the things which can improve our immunity are the products which are coming from plants. So that is mostly vegetables and fruits and other herbs. And research had shown that why these plant products are improving immunity. That is because they contain what we call flavonoids. And when it comes to tea, the special thing about tea is tea contain uniquely high amounts of flavonoids when we compared with the other plants. So because of that, we can say regular tea consumption over a long period can improve our immunity. That's uh, really good news, this sir, because amidst all of this uh, flurry of interest, in uh, Moringa, in, in all of these wonderful herbs. They are good too, I mean, from Ayurvedic uh, pharmacopoeia. But uh, I think a lot of people are forgetting the core strength of tea, which ultimately was born as a medicine and uh, in ancient times. But you know, in that context also, um, I think marketers have done a disservice to tea because we have been looking or focusing, um, I say we, generally because it is not something that my father or my family, my colleagues believe in, but generally the industry has focused on price rather than quality as 
a means of uh, promoting tea and increasing the consumption of tea. But isn't it also important handpicking uh, conservative agricultural pra practices? Some of the things that we value here, which cost a little bit more, may not give you the cheapest tea, but isn't that also important for human health? Yes, that is important. That is, uh, if we take the quality of tea and also uh, the health benefits, both come from the same thing, which I mentioned previously, the flavonoids. And if we take uh, Sri Lanka or Ceylon tea, uh, the quality of the tea comes from a combination of many things. First one is the variety of tea. And then where we grow the tea, that means the climate. So Sri Lanka has unique seven uh, what we call agroecological regions or regions with a unique climate. So in these regions, we can produce different types of teas which have a unique taste and also uh, beneficial properties. And in, in addition to that, the soil type that we have and then the agricultural practices that we do in the field and then after plucking the leaf, we bring them to the factory and the processing method that we do, all these together contributes to the quality of tea. So in Sri Lanka, as I mentioned, in different regions, uh, suitable practices are adopted, that is agricultural practices and also processing practices to produce a uniquely different tea which cannot be produced in any other region of uh, the world. So as I mentioned, the beneficial properties also go with the quality of tea because if you have high flavonoids, that means high quality and also it will give uh, better health properties. There are two things, Tissa, that I as a tea drinker, as a lover of tea, cherish. That is the freshness in tea and also the purity of origin. In the case of Sri Lanka, of course, it's Sri Lanka and the agroecological regions that you mentioned. But for many people, it's difficult to understand freshness because freshness is in tea is not the same as freshness in vegetables and fruits and so on. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yes, that's true. The, the freshness in tea is different to that of vegetables and other fresh products. Because uh, the main thing is, uh, after obtaining a quality tea, how you store it and how soon you uh, pack the tea. That is the, the most important thing. Because sometimes uh, teas are kept in the open and then they do the blending operations uh, for a very long time. But, you, but if you don't do that and if you pack your tea properly at the origin and if you can ensure that the moisture does not get in, into the tea and if it's uh, kept in a cool and a dry place, then tea can be kept easily for three, uh, more than three years. So in Sri Lanka, the, the general practice is to uh, pack the teas in Sri Lanka itself and then uh, export it. That would be the best thing rather than uh, having the tea in bulk form and then later doing some blending in other countries and then packing. Then uh, the tea can be deteriorated. So as I mentioned previously also, the deterioration would be both in quality and also the beneficial effects. This a few years ago we collaborated on this uh, 
book, Tea and Your Health, which I still love, which is still a, a reference and uh, really a, a wonderfully comprehensive guide to the health benefits in tea. Now, recently, you sent me an update which we were discussing and you talked to me about the antiviral uh, effect of tea and its uh, ability to inhibit uh, development of, of uh, uh, coronavirus and so on. Can you tell us a little bit more detail uh, on this? Yes, uh, if you look at the antiviral activity and also the if you look at the antiviral drugs, what it does is, uh, and actually before that I'll uh, tell a little about how uh, we get infected. For example, uh, with this uh, virus which is causing COVID-19, estimates had been done. That is, uh, if a person is having COVID-19 and if he is not doing anything and if he is only breathing, then they have estimated about 20 to 30 viral particles can be exhaled. And if the person is talking, this will be increased to about 200 viral particles per minute. And if he sneezes or coughs, then it can be millions of viral particles that will come to the environment. And also they have estimated uh, that about 1000 viral particles is adequate for someone to get infected. And what happens is, uh, when these thousand viral particles go into our body, if it does not uh, multiplicate and form new viruses, then our immune system can tackle that. That means our immune system can destroy all those viral particles. But the problem arises because these uh, viral particles will multiply inside our body. And generally, when a new virus comes, our immune system is slow to react. And by the time our immune system is fully reacting against this virus, it has multiplied into millions. So it would be difficult for our immune system to destroy all those millions of viruses. So here, the scientist, uh, as I mentioned previously, knew that uh, plant flavonoids have the ability to decrease the viral diseases. So one of the first things that they focused was whether these plant flavonoids can uh, stop the multiplication of the virus inside our body. So the initial studies were done using computer modeling and what they did was uh, they uh, obtained uh, all the known plant flavonoids, when we say plant flavonoids, it's not just a single compound. There are many different types. They obtain all these and then they did computer modeling to see which flavonoid has the best ability to stop the multiplication of viruses. And from this particular study, the finding was tiaflavin, which is found only in black tea, is the molecule which can, which is best for stopping this multiplication. So still the research is at initial stage, but we can say that the results are promising. And tea might be a candidate uh, which can stop the multiplication of this virus. And therefore, at present what we can say is uh, the regular consumption of tea 
might help in reducing the multiplication of virus inside our body and reduce the chance of infection. This is a great reason for us to be topping up our cups of tea. Now, apart from the virus itself, children and adults alike have suffered terribly from uh, the coronavirus and its uh, outcomes through stress. One of the points that uh, you have always shared with us from the research is the fact that tea enhances mood, uh, helps us to reduce stress and helps us to combat anxiety and so on. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yes, uh, when it comes to these effects, there are two compounds in tea, that is caffeine and theanine, which can reach the brain after we consume a cup of tea. And the effect of uh, caffeine is well known, that is, it acts as a, a stimulant, so that we would be more alert and also we can work uh, without feeling the tiredness. When it comes to theanine, the effect is that it relaxes your mind. And it is very important, theanine relaxes without inducing drowsiness or sleepiness. That is very important because we know uh, even the medicine which are given for anxiety and stress, generally they induce uh, sleepiness. But theanine uh, have the relaxation effects, but it does not uh, produce the sleepiness. This is very important. And also theanine is found only in tea. So this unique combination, caffeine and theanine, is found only in tea. So both these together uh, help us to work at a faster rate. We know that when we try to do something at a faster rate, uh, we do more mistakes. And there had been research on this. When we have this combination, that is caffeine and theanine, we can do a particular task at a higher speed, but uh, with the presence of theanine, the number of mistakes that we do is also reduced. So that is the, uh, the very nice thing about this unique combination of caffeine and theanine in tea. In addition to that, uh, recently, uh, focus had been uh, on mostly on the stress and the anxiety. And again, there are many research which has shown that uh, drinking tea for a long time, actually this uh, research had shown that if you regularly consume tea for more than 12 weeks, then it helps to reduce the anxiety and also stress. So the important thing is to regularly consume tea as they have found that the duration of tea consumption and the dose, that is the number of cups that you drink per day, uh, matters in this. How many cups uh, is the recommendation, this, sir? Uh, that is generally about uh, four cups would be adequate, but uh, if you like your tea, you can consume more, obviously. I drink about 15 cups of tea a day and I hope that's not doing uh, anything bad to me. Well, I feel good. I guess uh, it's not now. This is uh, one of the things that uh, have become in vogue in addition to all the turmeric and all of this is uh, gut health. And uh, uh, the research uh, I've been reading suggests that a healthy gut contributes to better quality of sleep, protecting us from autoimmune diseases, from cancers, heart disease, etc. Mm -hmm. Also strengthening our ability, of course, to, to fight off uh, uh, viruses like the coronavirus. How does tea help with 
digestive tract health? Yes. If you are regularly consuming tea, then what happens is we know from our oral cavity uh, through the digestive tract up to the colon, uh, millions of microorganisms live in that. And some of them are harmful to us, while some of them are beneficial. And also there are certain other microorganisms which are neither beneficial nor harmful. And when you consume tea for a long time, research had shown that the harmful microorganism populations go down and the beneficial microorganism populations go up. So because of that, generally throughout the uh, digestive tract, uh, starting from the oral cavity, tea consumption has beneficial properties. And one of the, the things is uh, uh, we have what we call inflammatory diseases in our digestive tract. And regular tea consumption can uh, reduce these inflammatory diseases. And the important thing is later these uh, diseases can lead to cancer. So therefore, uh, regular tea consumption will reduce uh, the chance of having cancer in the, uh, for example, uh, stomach, intestine and also the colon. So altogether, we can say uh, that regular tea consumption will have uh, many beneficial effects because uh, it gives us a, a healthy gut. I have to throw in another question there. This is very often we are asked the question, what happens if uh, I take my tea with milk? I would like to ask you, extending that, if you add milk to tea and also if you add what we do in Sri Lanka, um, ginger, maybe in some countries, honey, lemon, etc. What is your opinion on this? Yes, again, uh, research had been done. Uh, for example, when we add milk to tea, whether those uh, beneficial effects are reduced. And those research had shown that the beneficial effects are not reduced. Uh, obviously, you know, if you are counting your calories, then with milk, you will be consuming certain amount of calories. And tea does not provide any calories. It's almost uh, zero in calories. So, if you are concerned about your calorie intake, then obviously adding milk is not good. Otherwise, uh, the beneficial properties given by tea is not reduced by addition of milk. And when it comes to addition of uh, other herbs and spices and those things, uh, again, uh, there's not much research on that. Uh, that is about the combination of these two. But uh, there are independent research on uh, the beneficial effects of these spices and herbs. So then I assume that uh, in combination, they, will, they can have better beneficial properties. This is something we hear about more and more is cold brewed tea. Now in principle, my father, my family, my colleagues and I are absolutely against cold brewed tea or rather not in favor of it. What's the scientific perspective? When we brew a cup of tea with boiling water, that is how we generally do it, then all the water-soluble compounds will come into the cup. But if we do it as a cold brew, 
the problem is uh, most of the water soluble compounds will not come into the brew so because of that generally we can say if you do a cold brewing then the uh, both the taste and also the beneficial properties would be less so that is one of the problems and the other problem uh, what i can see is generally when it comes to cold brewing we do the brewing for a very long time sometimes maybe overnight and uh, if you do not uh, do this carefully because it would be exposed to the environment so we know in the environment there can be viruses bacteria and fungus it can uh, fall onto the cold brewing tea and then these bacteria can propagate and because of that also there can be harmful effects so because of these two things i would say uh, brewing a cup of tea in the traditional manner with a boiling water would be the best this sir you are always enormously enlightening and every time i meet you i increase my consumption of tea how many cups of tea do you drink uh, i also drink at, at least 7 8 cups maybe i have not counted excellent but that, uh, close to 10 that's yes. probably why you haven't changed even a day since we uh, first invited you and had the honor of having you on the school of tea but with that you know this is a book that i mentioned that i treasure uh, there is another book that i would like to present it is a pre public pre launch rather version of the wisdom of the leaf you have contributed to this i wish my father was here to present it to you he is in isolation at the moment taking we're taking trying to take good care of him and uh, i would like to present on behalf of my family with my appreciation for what you have done for the knowledge you have shared in this as well uh, a copy of the wisdom in the leaf thank, thank you. you thank you dr tissamarakon is a former lead researcher at the t research institute uh, he has uh, accomplished many many things and his research in t is truly uh, novel innovative and uh, extremely practical we have been blessed to have him as part of the faculty of the dilma school of tea for many years which he does with great commitment precision importantly scientific precision we value this sir thank you this sir for joining us on over a cover thank, thank you thank you thank you dilhan